0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of the Course in Miracles original edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, or if you mouse over the link top for online edition, you'll see the link to read The Course in Miracles OE. Another tab at the top of that page is the Lesson Sign-Up tab, where if you uh, haven't yet, you can sign up to receive both the daily text reading and the Lesson for the Day sent to you from the Course in Miracles Society. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern. And today we complete our reading of Chapter 1, Introduction to Miracles with Section 2, Distortions of Miracle Impulses. We're also mindful of our lesson today, Lesson 12, which is, I am upset because I see a meaningless world. And by way of opening this morning, um, I'd like to bring this poem from Shailen Harkin in her book, Susceptible to Light. And the poem is called, I Am Light. What is this acumen we've developed to describe our terrors? Why are our stories of pain so well carved and whittled? Why these PhD certificates of our errors hanging all over ourselves? (laughs) No matter what the degree of joy, of beauty, why not give ourselves over to that? No matter how far we are from where we are aiming to go, why not look at it differently? Why not say, I am light, building a kingdom of myself? I'm upset because I see a meaningless world. Amen.
1: Yay, that was great.
0: Oh, thanks, Micah. I liked it for today, too. Mm powerful hmm. okay my friends here's our reading list uh, we have Lemoyne, Micah Diana Robin Bree, and Karen and I just listening with us today is there anyone else who'd like to say good morning or be on the reading list
2: Okay. well
0: then let's get underway with chapter 1 introduction to miracles section 2 distortions of miracle impulses paragraph 102 you are involved in unconscious distortions which are producing a dense cover over miracle impulses and which make it hard for them to reach consciousness. The nature of any interpersonal relationship is limited or defined by what you want it to do. Relating is a way of achieving an outcome. The danger of defenses lies in their propensity for holding misperceptions rigidly in place. All actions which stem from reverse thinking are literally the behavioral expressions of those who know not what they do. A rigid orientation can be extremely reliable, even if it is upside down. In fact, the more consistently upside down it is, the more reliable it is. Uh, Lemoyne. Hey. <clears throat>
3: All right. Chapter one: Introduction to Miracle. Section two: Distortions of excuse me, <coughs> distortions of miracle impulse. You are involved. Or, or, oh well, I am involved in unconscious distortions, which are producing a dense cover over miracle impulse and which make it hard for them to reach out. The nature of any interpersonal relationship is limited or defined by what I want it to do. Relating is a way of achieving an outcome. The danger of defenses lies in their propensity for holding misperceptions rigidly in place. All actions which stem from reverse thinking are literally the behavioral expressions of those who know not what they do. A rigid orientation can be extremely reliable, even if it is upside down. In fact, the more consistently upside down it is, the more reliable However, validity is still the ultimate goal which reliability can only serve. Hostility, triumph, vengeance, self-debasement, and all kinds of expressions of lack of love are often very clearly seen in the fantasies which accompany them. But it is a profound error to imagine that because these fantasies are so frequent or occur so reliably that this implies validity. Remember that while validity implies reliability, the relationship is not reversible. You can be wholly reliable and entirely wrong. While a reliable instrument does measure something, what use is it unless you discover what the something is? This course, then, will concentrate on validity and let reliability fall naturally into place.
0: Thank you, LeMoyne. And Micah. Okay. Uh,
1: 103. However, <clears throat> validity is still the ultimate goal, which reliability can only serve. Hostility, triumph, vengeance, self-debasement and all kinds of expressions of lack of love are often very clearly seen in the fantasies which accompany them. But it is a profound error to imagine that because these fantasies are so frequent or occur so reliably that this implies validity, Remember that while validity implies reliability, the relationship is not reversible. You can be wholly reliable and entirely wrong. While a reliable instrument does measure something, what use is it unless you discover what the something is? This course then will concentrate on validity and let reliability fall naturally into place. 104. The confusion of miracle impulses with physical impulses is a major source of perceptual distortion because it induces rather than straightens out the basic level confusion which underlies the perception of all those who seek happiness with the instruments of this world. Inappropriate physical impulses or misdirected miracle impulses result in conscious guilt if expressed and depression if denied. All real pleasure comes from doing God's will. This is because not doing it is a denial of self. Denial of error results in projection. Correction of error brings release. I'm going to read that again. Denial of error results in projection. Correction of error brings release lead us not into temptation means do not let us deceive ourselves into believing that what that sorry that we can relate in peace to God and to our brothers with anything external
0: thank you Micah and Diana
4: hi good morning Paragraph 104, the confusion of miracle impulses with physical impulses is a major source of perpetual distortion because it induces, rather than straightens out, the basic level confusion which underlies the perception of all those who seek happiness with the instruments of this world. Inappropriate physical impulses or, quote, misdirected miracle impulses impulses, unquote, result in conscious guilt, if expressed, and depression, if denied. All real pleasure comes from doing God's will. This is because not doing it is a denial of self, denial of error, and projection. Collection of error brings relief. Quote, Lead us not into temptation, uh, unquote, means, quote, do not let us deceive ourselves into believing that we can relate in peace to God or to our brothers with anything external, unquote. 105. Child of God, you were created to create the good, the beautiful, and the holy. Do not lose sight of this. The love of God for a little while must still be expressed through one body to another because the real vision is still too dim. Everyone can use his body thus by enlarging man's perception so that he can see the real vision. The vision is invisible to the physical eye. The ultimate purpose of the body is to render it unnecessary. Learning to do this is the only real reason for its creation. Thank you. Thank you, Diana.
2: And Robin Marie. One five. Child of God, child of God, You were created to create the good, the beautiful, and the holy. Do not lose sight of this. The love of God for a little while must still be expressed through one body to another because the real vision is still so dim. Everyone can use his body best by enlarging man's perception so he can see the real vision This vision is invisible to the physical eye. The ultimate purpose of the body is to render itself unnecessary. Learning to do this is the only real reason for its creation. One of six. Fantasies of any kind are distorted forms of thinking because they always involve twisting perception into unreality. Fantasy is a debased form of vision. Vision and revelation are closely related, while fantasy and projection are more closely associated. Because both attempt to control external reality according to false internal needs. Twist reality in any way, and you are perceiving destructively. Reality was lost through usurpation, which in turn produced tyranny. I told you that you are now restored to your former role in the plan of atonement, but you must still choose freely to devote yourselves to the greater restoration, as long as a single slave remains to walk the earth, your release is not complete. Complete restoration of the sonship is the only true goal of the miracle-minded.
5: Thank you, Robin Marie. And Karen. 106, fantasies of any kind are distorted forms of thinking because they always involve twisting perception into unreality. Fantasy is a debased form of vision. Vision and revelation are closely related, while fantasy and projection are more closely associated because both attempt to control external reality according to false internal needs. Twist reality in any way, and you are perceiving destructively. Reality was not—excuse me. Reality was lost through usurpation, which in turn produced tyranny. I told you that you are now restored to your former role in the plan of atonement, but you must still choose freely to devote yourselves to the greater restoration. As long as a single slave remains to walk the earth, your release is not complete. Complete restoration of the sonship is the only true goal of the miracle minded. 107, no fantasies are true. They are distortions of perception by definition. They are a means of making false associations and obtaining pleasure from them. Man can do this only because he is creative. But although he can perceive false associations, he can never make them real except to himself. Man believes in what he creates. If he creates miracles, he will be equally strong in his belief in them. The strength of his conviction will then sustain the belief of the miracle receiver and fantasies become totally unnecessary as the wholly satisfying nature of reality becomes apparent to both.
0: Thank you, Carrie. And would there be a new reader to complete with paragraph 107?
6: This Patricia is Sandra. Gere. Oh, go ahead, Sandra. Please do. Thank you. Thank you. Uh,
7: no fantasies are true. They are distortions of perception by definition. They are a means of making false associations and obtaining pleasure from them. Man can do this only because he is creative. But although he can perceive false associations, he can never make them real except to himself. Man believes in what he creates. If he creates miracles, he will be equally strong in his belief in them. Strength of his conviction will then sustain the belief of the miracle receiver. And fantasies become totally unnecessary as the wholly satisfying nature of reality becomes apparent to both.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Sandra. And thank you, everyone who read this morning. Um, Let's see. To recap a few ideas from this distortion of miracle impulses from paragraph 102 you are involved in unconscious distortions which are producing against cover over miracle impulses and which make it hard for them to reach consciousness the nature of any interpersonal relationship is limited or defined by what you want it to do relating is a way of achieving an outcome and the danger of defenses lies in their propensity for holding misperceptions riches lay in place. From 103, validity, or I might say truth, is the ultimate goal which reliability or consistency can only serve. While a re- reliable instrument does measure something, what use is it unless you discover what the something is? This course then concentrate on validity or truth and let consistency or reliability fall naturally into place paragraph 104 the confusion of miracle impulses with physical impulses is a major source of perceptual distortion because it induces rather than straightens out the basic level of confusion which underlies the perception of all those who seek happiness with the instruments of this world All real pleasure comes from doing God's will this is because not doing it is a denial of self denial of errors results in projection and correction of error brings release lead us not into temptation means do not let us deceive ourselves into believing that we can relate in peace to God or to our brothers with anything external five child of God you were created to create the good the beautiful and the holy do not lose sight of this the love of God for a little while must be expressed through one body to another because the real vision is still so dim everyone can use his body best by enlarging man's perception so that he can see the real vision This vision is invisible to the physical eye, the ultimate purpose of the body is to render itself unnecessary. Learning to do this is the only real reason for its creation. One oh six fantasies of any kind are distorted forms of thinking because they always twist involve twisting perception into unreality twist reality in any way and you are perceiving destructively reality was lost through usurpation, which in turn produced tyranny I told you that you are now restored to your former role in the plan of atonement but you must still choose freely to devote yourselves to the greater restoration complete restoration of the sonship is the only true goal of the miracle minded And finally, no fantasies are true. They are distortions of perception by definition. although man can perceive false associations, he can never make them real, except to himself. Man believes in what he creates. If he creates miracles, he will be equally strong in his belief in them. The strength of his conviction will then sustain the belief of the miracle receiver and fantasies become totally unnecessary as the wholly satisfying nature of reality becomes apparent to both. Amen, and yeah, the floors open. Might I just um ask at this moment of pause if there's someone who'd like to lead our lesson reflection this morning at the top of the hour, as Fran is still recovering uh, from her hip surgery, so if you give some thought to that in these few minutes before the top of the hour, I'd be so grateful. Now the floor is open. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Lori, and I spent some time with this section yesterday. And for those of you who have the um, ACIM CE edition, there's um, a lot more about misperception in there and, and the comments that, or the answers that Jesus gave to Bill and Helen as they were considering all the principles and miracles. Um that elaborate, but don't necessarily, um, to my mind, make it any clearer what he's saying this morning. And what I discovered about it is that this is a very pithy, pithy little section. You might also, might almost consider it um, like a summary of the goals of all the miracle principles. Or at least that was my thought when I read it yesterday. For example, starting out with unconscious distortions produce dense cover over miracle impulses making it hard for them to reach consciousness you think about miracles are um, miracles are correction of perception distortion as a consequence of forgiveness or letting truth uh, replace my mistaken ideas that little sen- sentence about unconscious distortions or a dense cover then is an invitation for me to think about uh, how perception correction or the goal of the miracle uh, will help eliminate or um, allow me to see truth or reality in place of the unconscious distortions that I've placed on top of it. Um, and then the second sentence you know it gets even richer when I think about relationships I can only relate truly to someone if I understand uh, what I want or if I allow Holy Spirit to reveal to me the purpose of relating and the purpose of relating is always to share the love of God uh, with creation If I have a different idea about the purpose of relationship uh, what I want relationship to do I'll be very vulnerable to perceptual distortions and use I would be likely to use my false associations or relationships to affirm what I think is true about my brother in other words I would be looking for error rather than truth And would allow my perceptions to be distorted in such a way that I would not be able to share the love of God. See how pithy this is getting? (laughs) And then, finally, defenses, which we'll start to talk about tomorrow. Defenses hold misperceptions tightly in place. Well, I think just that sentence alone uh, helps me understand today's lesson. And it clarifies for me um, how important vision is. If I'm seeing with vision, my perceptual distortions have been corrected. And miracle impulses—that um, miracle impulses are those impulses for choosing loving expressions. Um, will just naturally occur because my defenses are not holding my misperceptions in place. So the whole problem that we're being introduced here today is the problem of the ego thought system that works tightly to defend and hold in place perceptual distortions that according to the ego thought system um provide meaning to it. Its meaning um, purpose is basically to control reality <laughs> as the ego perceives it or misperceives it, um, and miracle impulses then become those impulses that are below um, my subconscious thoughts, but those impulses to love that helped me make an exit from the ego thought system to the thought system of truth, which is what he's talking about in second paragraph. Um, it's kind of, I enjoyed, um, well, take it back just a step. Um, in psychology, um, A major purpose many of you probably have psych majors but the major purpose uh, in psychology is to come up with a reliable uh, means to measure behavior so it's interesting that he's talking to psychologists and uses the terms that they're most familiar with um, that he's just introduced us to in the principles validity um, If you have a valid test of psychological behavior you're going to be able to measure it across many people and arrive at um, somewhat the same descriptions of behavior but validity is he's using in the principle of miracles is miracles are a way for us to enter the thought system of truth to have it revealed to us as we release misperceptions saying that truth is the ultimate goal of this course of miracles um, is to say the more frequently the more often I can apply forgiveness to my misperceptions the more often I'll be introduced to the truth and that becomes a consistent um, it becomes consistent as I more often call upon my real thoughts my um, holy thoughts my true thoughts the thoughts I think with God to reveal to me the truth and as I more often do that uh, I finally make a shift a shift where my mind is healed and I become a co-creator with my brother and with God he's contrasting uh, truth to fantasies or misperception and all misperception results in responses that are not loving or lack of love needless some of them and um, just because I often call upon the ego thought system to control reality for me doesn't make that true um, anyway it's an interesting way he summarizes all of that a reliable instrument in other words my mind um, becomes useless unless it is used for measuring truth in other words the ego thought system is not going to serve me at all or cause me to have reliable responses to anything or perceive anything truly unless I use it for the goal of truth um, that's just some of the pithy pithy um, material that I picked out of those first two paragraphs it's like a summary uh, to me of all the miracle impulses or a summary of all the miracle principles and why it's important for me um, why it's so important for me to ask the Holy Spirit because I don't know rather than to use the ego thought system to tell me what's true and um, protect myself and hold my misperceptions rigidly in place so that's just a few thoughts i had about that and and i I really think this section is um, a way to clarify and set in context all of the miracle principles in a way that uh, makes it clear to me that my goal is truth and the means to achieve it. Um, Anyway, I'm complete.
2: Thank you. Thank you, you, Lori. I was writing down a a few things that your speaking encouraged in me. They were... um, Forgiveness fertilizes the ground that creates miracles. Forgiveness cultivates a time and space where miracles are created in truth. Miracles are bubbling up from fertile ground. The whole subconscious as God created it is the fertile ground. The Holy Spirit speaks to me personally. Thank you for your share. (laughs) It really, um, you know, stimulates that part of me that needs to be stimulated. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, I love everything you said, Robert Marie. Thank you.
5: Thank you, Lori for that beautiful summary. And thank you Robin Marie for um also talking about watering forgiveness, watering the truth. I'm Um mm,
0: thank you Karen. After we um after we get to the top of the hour um I I have a real-life application that will set it maybe in context, too, that I'd love to share this morning. Um, But has anybody given some thought to leading our lesson reflection this morning? Good morning. call on for that?
8: Good morning. This is Donna. If it doesn't Uh count, if you just showed up a little while ago, I will do it, because at least I'll get to do something.
0: I am complete. Well, we'll turn it over to you, Donna. Oh, okay. Thank you.
8: <clears throat> God is so good because for some reason, I read a paragraph in 12 last night, and I had no intention of doing the lesson today, but I, I'm very grateful. So with today... Uh, We're doing the, um, and review part one, lesson 53, day 12. I am upset because I see a meaningless world. And I'm going to read the paragraph. Insane thoughts are upsetting. They produce a world in which there is no order anywhere. Only chaos rules a world which represents chaotic thinking, and chaos has no laws. I cannot live in peace in such a world. I am grateful that this world is not real and that I need not see it at all Unless I choose to value it, and I do not choose to value it, I choose to value what is totally insane and has no meaning. <clears throat> and from <clears throat> from the original uh, lesson twelve paragraph eight, what is the meaning of neither good nor bad. Why then should a meaningless world upset you? If you could accept the world as meaningless and let the truth be written upon it for you, it would make you indescribably happy. But because it is meaningless, you are impelled to write upon it what you would Have it be. It is this you see in it. It is this that is meaningless in truth. Beneath, Beneath your words is written the word of God. And it isn't capitalized, but I'm capitalizing the word. Beneath <clears throat> beneath your words is written the word of God. The truth upsets you now, but now your words have been erased. You will see his. That is the ultimate purpose. Of these exercises. Day 12. I am upset because I see a meaningless world. Insane thoughts are upsetting. They produce a world in which there is no order anywhere. Only chaos rules a world which represents chaotic thinking. And chaos has no laws. I cannot live in peace in such a world. I am grateful that this world is not real and that I need not see it at all unless I choose to value it. And I do not choose to value what is totally insane and has no meaning. I am upset because I see a meaningless world. I am complete whoops, take a moment and think about that. (laughs) Amen.
6: Thank
0: you, thank you, honey. That was wonderful. Amen. Thank you, Donna. I loved every every idea you picked up there. Thank you so much.
8: Well, you know what, God is. You're very welcome. God is real. God is so real. Uh, my sister called me last night, and I slept through. and And I called her this morning, let her know I'm all right. <clears throat> and um, she tells me her her daughter had gotten fired from Amazon. Now this girl ha- is a, has a, a, a practically a doctorate in microbiology, and has had, a, had a, a bachelor's degree, probably a couple of things. But the beautiful thing is. <clears throat> this girl, her, her boss jumped on her, and, and she jumped back on the boss, <laughs> whatever happened to Free talk, free Voice, right? So my, my niece told the boss, you should be fired. So they ended up firing my niece for insubordination. <laughs> and my niece says, what a blessing, because she's been there three years and has really wanted to leave. Uh, but had the uh, see how uh, God works all things to good in a totally insane world. I am complete. Thank you, Donna. That's
0: pretty good context.
5: Hi, it's Karen. Um, I'm upset because I see a meaningless world. Um, Laurie already said this, but. I just wanted to ground it in myself. Um, My unconscious distortions are a cover over the real world and they show me this meaningless world. And my uh, fantasies and projections are my attempt to control external reality according to the false internal needs that I have. I perceive reality destructively through my ego mind, which, which is not following the miracle impulses, which would be love. Child of God, you were created to create the good, beautiful, and the holy, and the love of God. That's the miracle impulse truth. But my world is covered by false needs, and I have this which I wanted to actually say yesterday. Um, each one acts according to a particular hierarchy of needs he establishes for himself. His hierarchy depends on his perception. And so this meaningless world is constructed by all of my um, hierarchy, the hierarchy, of my false needs, my ego needs, like, I like to be safe. I'm always about, I mean, my ego mind is like, uh, protected, protection, protection, you know, defending against other humans, things like that. <laughs> I know it's funny, but it's not funny. Um, I also wanted to just note that in the lesson, it said that when we're doing God's when we perceive the real world, It'll make us so happy. And it says in um, the reading today also that all real pleasure comes from doing God's will. So the lesson is embedded in the reading from the text today in so many ways. I'm complete. Oh, yeah. oh
0: well, that was great, Karen. Thank you. Hmm.
5: I just want to say I'm once again so grateful that we get to share this and um, help one another to integrate it
6: and complete. Mm hmm.
0: Boy, yeah. that's where it's at. Sure it Thanks,
2: Karen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you.
1: Uh, this is Micah. I, uh, I I share this every time we come to this section. I know I've shared it a couple times at least. But it, it, to me, it's it, it's really a glowing example, um, and it clarifies what he's talking here in the lesson on paragraph 8 that Karen was just highlighting a lot of it. Let's see. Um, uh Okay, because it is meaningless, you are implied to write upon it what you would have it be. It is this you see in it. It is that you see in it. It is this that is meaningless in truth. And it, 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 it's, some of you will remember the story of uh, uh, they, we just had a snowstorm in New Mexico up and I was up in the Sangre de Cristo Mountains and I was one. I was the first person in this area, and it was so beautiful. Fresh snow. The sun had just come out, and you know how it sparkles in the sunlight. And the, there was a s- slightest breeze that would make the trees move slightly. The evergreen trees, and um, so the snow would sparkle, and and um, it was it. It just kind of took my my breath away, and my, and. I'm hearing my inner voice saying, "Oh, this is so beautiful. This is wonderful. I should take a photograph of this and share it with my friends." And it was, you know, going on about the beauty of it all. And then the lesson for that day was lesson 12. And so the thought came. I'm seeing a, a, a meaningless I'm seeing a meaningless tree. And at first it was so shocking, you know, it's like, and and I felt like something was being taken away, you know, but a deeper part of my, part of my being aligned with the daily lesson and, and started looking at the tree as meaningless. And just started to sink into that feeling and let go of all that kind of inner chatter about how beautiful it was and the emotion of it too, you know. And as it started to let go and just hold space for I'm seeing a meaning with the tree, uh, there, there came this kind of growing peace and an, a, a, an interesting neutrality about everything. But then it, it went even further. It Suddenly the tree was able to take on a different kind of expression that, that my ego, with all its noise of appreciation, was just covering up. So it goes on, beneath Beneath your words is written the word of God. The truth upsets you now, but when your words have been erased, you will see his. And that tree because my inner chatter grew quiet and was looking at a meaningless tree god was able to write on it and that became the most holy divine miraculous wordless expression of miracles standing there in the illusion of space time in a dream and and cause and effect were one and it was just filled with love and light and and the miracle of it was a thousand times more than the ego saying, "Oh, i want to take a picture of it and share it with my friends you know so anyway it's a it's a beautiful example of what he's talking about here um, anyway uh let's see. i did I did want to share some things in in the, the um text, uh, paragraph 104, when that was being read, I got this feeling of unity, you know, like love, you know, love is joining. And, you know, it talks about our misperceptions, too, and, and, um, and how that, you know, how that keeps, you know, I was, what I was feeling was how that keeps me separate, you know, my, my ways of looking at the world, myself. uh, But there was something in in paragraph 104 that really made me feel unity. And um, and now when I look at it, I I can't really see exactly what it was, but I did appreciate the feeling. But uh, let's see, I have a mark here. It says, all real pleasure comes from doing God's will. Um, And it wasn't that. Uh, And let's see. I did find it curious I mean but but doing God's will is wonderful that that seems to be what I feel when 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 I'm blessing others you know it's I really feel in alignment with God's will because it always moves into the mind that we're sharing and the unity there and um, so maybe that was the, the trigger there. Uh, And and I was a little confused about the ending of that paragraph and do not let us deceive ourselves into believing that we can relate in peace to God or to our brothers with anything external. And at first I was confused a little bit because like last week we had a course of love group at our house and it was so intimate and uh, a nurturing experience and yet it all seemed to be you know, I thought, well, that was external <laughs> and and uh and then when people come into the gallery and and uh we speak of consciousness on a deep, deep level as we look at the paintings and and read the physicist quotes, you know it, it's uh so I'm thinking, well, what is he saying here um I think he's, he's I, maybe this is where I really went into the feeling of oneness and unity. He's he's talking about a different kind of vision um, that sees, goes beyond bod- the body completely. And let me see, I wanted to highlight, uh, uh, let's see, so that this brings me to, um, I think it's principle 56 or something. The spiritual eye is the mechanism of miracles because what it perceives is true. It it perceives both the creations of God and the creations of man. Among the creations of man, it can also separate the true from the false by its ability to perceive totally rather than selectively. And And this, becomes the proper instrument for reality testing, which always involves the necessary distinction between the false and the true. I, that wasn't quite the quote I was looking for. It had something to do with going beyond seeing the body and, and seeing, you know, what we are as, you know, energy, as as consciousness, as being. And um, anyway, I'm just, I can't things aren't really coming together right now for me. But um it reminded me of this quote this morning, you know, you've begun to reach beyond the body to our shared identity together. And uh, anyway, I'm i I'm done. I'm kinda of rambling. Thanks. Yeah.
0: Oh, that was all very uplifting, Micah. Thank you very much.
5: Micah, that was the most beautiful example of how to um, understand lesson 12 that tree example i mean it felt like it completely cleared you completely cleared the ego consciousness and then almost came into revelation of being one with the tree beyond words it was so beautiful thank you thank you so much micah
1: oh great
2: Such a gift that God gave you that mm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And <clears throat> I think mm. when I I read this, uh about relating in peace to God or to our brothers with anything external, it points to uh that we need to have our heart connected to that person in order to give them a gift like a tree. Like, we can give gifts like that, but we need to be totally connected to be able to do that.
3: Mm.
8: Thank you. Robin Marie. Thanks, Robin Marie.
6: micah this is patricia and the garden outside this cabin window it's the first uh clear day we have here the whole garden was thanking you and all lit up i mean lights not from the sky down to the ground but from the ground up to the sky when you said and i hope maybe you could say it again miss the words exactly when you allowed them where an opening where God could make an imprint or God could speak or that was so powerful the, that oh, sentence God. of yes say it again honey
1: oh God could write on it
6: God could write on it Oh, and when it's happening right now with me saying it God is writing on it God can write on us it's like I'm feeling it and you know Michael all the miracles well they followed me everywhere in these gardens I live in it's God writing on them and that's just given me such a joy for this first clear day I can see out that cabin window. I wanna go outside. God is writing on it. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Patricia.
1: Thank you. Oh I, I have some things to do, so I have to go. Bye, everybody. Thank you.
7: Oh, thank you,
0: Micah. So glad you could be with us today. Been thinking about Mm -hmm.
1: you. Thank you.
2: wanna thank you Patricia for having that uh inspiration to ask Micah those words because that's it. God is writing on it. Thank you so much.
5: I I wanted to thank Robin Marie because that that sentence, um do not let us deceive ourselves in believing that we can relate in peace to God or to our brothers with anything external. Um, that was like, it wasn't clear to me either. And then you said it's relating to the heart is the internal relationship, not anything to do with the world we see or any um, ego distortions. Thank you for, for saying that. It helped me. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I I'm gonna go
2: look at the ocean while I listen here. <laughs> Thank go. you, Robin Marie. Thanks for being here. So great.
0: Oh, glad you could. Glad you could join. Have fun with your polywogs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's they're just growing, the cutest name. They're growing legs, I tell you. <laughs>
6: Sweet.
7: Good morning, this is Sandra and um, the strongest miracle impulse that I probably have is, is one is to join um, but there's there needs to be discernment <laughs> as what as to what I join with because that that urge to join is 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 very strong and it can be um distorted by someone who's, uh, well, I can allow it to be distorted by charisma, by high energy. And and the ego wants to give everything meaning and it's very upset. And joining seems to give everything meaning, (laughs) joining with. It gives it a stronger meaning. Um, but I there's a there's a great deal of trust and discernment here of what I allow this uh, ego to join with. <laughs> and it seems to me that it's it's the ego impulse that to, uh, to join that brings me to the place of of joining with the truth of God, which is ultimately, it it, it will evaporate the ego. But I think, ultimately, it's what the ego wants. Ultimately. The ego wants to dissolve, ultimately. Because the ego leads to suffering and pain, but initially, it looks to the body's eyes as if the ego is going to lead me to... Uh, to revelation, but it's a mistake. It's simply a mistake. The, but, it, but it's the ego impulse, I believe, that wants that want something more. And it's up to me, my higher mind, my Holy Spirit, to discern what that more is. And that's why I have to be completely reliant on the Holy Spirit to give my world meaning. I have to ask every morning, Holy Spirit, will you give my world meaning for me? The meaning that you want me to, to experience. Um, you know, I, I just think that the ego here is not so much of a villain. It's more of the thing that gives me the impulse, but, it, but the impulse needs to be directed by the spirit. And not allow the ego to have full reign. So that's it for me. I'm complete. Oh, that was great, Sandra. That was really
0: great.
2: We try.
3: And this is LeMoyne. I just want to say, I see what you're pointing at, Sandra. Um, I perhaps understand it a little bit differently that, uh, you know, the impulse to join, uh, as it's said later in the course, not much later, you know, the, the prayer being to see, healer's prayer is to see this brother as myself, right? That, that impulse to join or perhaps in its fullness to resurrect into what is real, I, I believe that is... That's true. I mean, there is truth there. But that... Um, that the what's described as the ego is like um it's you know something like the sum of all our our individual fears and so the way it's twist the way it twists that is into a belief that it's lost and then it has to be sought outside ourselves. And and that's enough of a twist to misdirect us into <clears throat> seeking to join through external things rather than seeking within to understand that the loss has occurred within <clears throat> and that the ego and its vain attempts to create a perfect world um <clears throat> based on fear is always going to be wrong because it's based on the loss of what is and you know that restoral to what actually is it can only occur within and so you know this is the way that the power that we have expressed um, that's turned toward expressing need rather than fullness I' pride <laughs> yeah I was not in that frame of mind when I came here so thank you all and uh I that's due to what you hold and on so thank you
0: Yeah, you, know, you kind of faded away at the end there, mine oh, I'm not sure I heard that last sentence.
3: No. Well, last sentence was bye. Huh? <laughs> last sentence was bye, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one before, I, I'm not really sure. Um, I just wanted to, you know, thank you all for holding this space because that's this is a space where truth is seen, and uh you know I was not not at all anywhere near this morning before the call, but this is the the benefit of being a little bit willing to get outside my own uh, desire to test and judge and find proof to that uh Only to validate my judgment rather to find the proof that, uh, you know, maybe, yeah, proof maybe that uh, certain forms of seeking safety outside ourselves will not produce even that. So, um, not even this thing, but I'm. I'd rather turn to the thing that about the way that the half that the ego is is the introduction of error and mm-hmm. what we perceive as a fundamental layer that turns us outside seeking ourselves, which is actually what's inside. Um, yeah, it's up there. Uh
0: huh. Well, that was great. That was really great. Thank
2: you, oh. thank Thanks, you. LeMoyne. <laughs> great. You express it a lot of times exactly the way I feel. So thank you so much for being willing to share um, your, I don't know, You're very transparent. Thanks, LeMoyne. hmm
7: yeah that was a really good point, Lemoyne, about you know the joining is an inside job, and we seek to join externally for our safety. However, I'm thinking about you know young men who 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 join wars um from from patriotism <laughs> it's just all it's such a distortion, you know it's just mm. such a distortion. Um, and it's and it's the e- that's the ego. The ego wants, just feels that in joining it will get glorified. But it's but it's external joining. You hit it on the nail. It's the, it's the external joining. And it, it's the 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 job is done internally. It's an inside job. Really good point. Yeah. Thanks, Sandra. Well, well said.
3: Yeah, thank you, Sandra. And yeah, that was my that was my response was in appreciation of what you said, Sandra. That the inner that impulse is actually,
5: you know, valid.
3: It's the way we interpret it, seek it, that uh, leads to the strength <laughs> into the chaos where mm. uh, different signifiers, you know, where you can have two different sides, each seeking to protect themselves, and all they do is, in that effort, is <clears throat> destroy and make the fear seem quite real, <laughs>
7: Yeah. Yeah, I would almost say that the ego gone rogue is sadism. Mm-hmm. Is what?
0: Sadism gone rogue is. Oh, well, sadism. yeah, Jew is. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> Fantasy of pleasure derived by oh dear me
7: yeah', <laughs> yeah. just an interesting i mean it just we this is we want to go in deep so. absolutely
0: <laughs> yeah that's um that's that's kind of where I'd like to enter this conversation um, i was I was looking back on the review lessons which I find really helpful um, to do from time to time. Like Review Lesson 1, started with Nothing I See Means Anything. If I look at all five of those lessons in, in Review Lesson 51, I'm being asked to let go of the way I see things. Being asked to let go of the way I see things so that truth can dawn on my mind. Well, that's certainly an inside job you know i'm asked to let go of the meaning i've given everything my judgments my understanding even my thoughts because i use my thoughts to justify my defenses and attacks and then in lesson 52 i'm being asked to recognize that i really don't see anything except the thoughts i hold and most of those are in the past And then in this third one I'm being asked to recognize that if I release all of these judgments ideas thoughts and past what's going to help me now because here I sit with a meaningless world and meaningless thoughts that upset me and make me afraid and this review lesson 53 ends with the recognition God did not create a meaningless world, but my thoughts are images I have made. I'm not seeing at all outside me. I'm seeing a reflection of my mistaken ideas, my mistaken thoughts, my mistaken judgments, my interpretation of the past, and all the thoughts that I hold myself, my, my own ideas about what meaning is. And all of that makes me afraid. Very much an inside job. Later on in the course, he says, you look in before you look out. And when you look in, you, you choose the guide for seeing. I do that. And I can use my ego as my guide for seeing, and that will leave me to nothing but misperception. Or I can let Holy Spirit be the bridge to my real thoughts, the thoughts I think with God, the thoughts that give meaning to this world, and all the experiences that I have in it. I really enjoyed Micah's share because because he contrasted um, ideas and perceptual images with experience. And that's a real difference between the ego thought system. All these thoughts and ideas and beliefs and concepts versus truth um, the experience of which is almost inarticulable um, but engenders great happiness and that sense of belonging ownership and love it's a real contrast but then my challenge is how do I make this work for me in real life how does this work for me in real life and one year we were studying it um, at the same time in my in my uh, so-called real life (laughs) Um, I had a situation and I had several situations actually all at the same time and those situations revealed the truth of this to me that uh, here in these these particular situations which seem to come up over and over and over again uh, it was revealed to me that I have a mistaken belief a real uh, conceptual mistaken belief that people are going to hurt me or take advantage of me and I had no idea the extent to which that mistaken idea colored my world but well here all these things were happening at the same time and I saw that that's what I believed and because I was able to see it because Holy Spirit revealed to me this mistaken idea that people are going to hurt me or take advantage of me or somehow um, betray my trust um, as a consequence of that belief I'm I misperceived everything. I misperceived all their behaviors. I misperceived their words. I didn't understand what they were talking about because they didn't fit the frame that I had put them in. This work is asking me to recognize that everything I thought was wrong. And it turns out in life, these wrong things that I thought um, Keep coming up and coming up and coming up and they come up um, in ways that are begging me begging me to understand that I look in before I look out and choose the guide for seeing if I'm choosing my ego I'm miscreating I'm using fear and the idea of safety and control to usurp the power of God, which is love and belonging and unity. And I'm using everything in my life um, to prevent me from understanding that. The Holy Spirit is my bridge to my real thoughts, my correct perceptions, the truth that's valid. And the more often I choose to let Holy Spirit show me truth, um, the more reliable is my experience that same year that all of this uh, had a confluence in my mind <laughs> I came on the call early one day when Paul was still here and uh, I said to Paul I said I am so tired of waking up every morning feeling like I'm an ego <laughs> and Paula said the same thing and it it was a real moment of joining for us you know in recognizing that beneath all our misperceptions we really love each other we really belong to each other and that uh, we're God's gifts to each other to help us understand and reveal our misperceptions to us so that we can see truth and uh, anyway um, how do I make this real to myself Uh, as you said Sandra I constantly um, recognize in every single moment I stand at a precipice and at that precipice I have a choice to see the truth and find myself in the embrace or to make a misperception let my judgments my past my mistaken thoughts uh, keep me separate from the world one way lies all relationship of holiness the other way uh, I feel separate from God and everything so I'm really loving these these first three review lessons and how they show me my mistaken ideas that um, leave me with fear and alienation and how I can exchange all that for truth that will make me very happy, and will be an experience rather than um, rather than some concept that colors what's available. I'm complete.
4: Everybody still here? I'm still here. This is
8: Donna. <laughs> I was just having the inclination—should I read this or not? So you asked for it. I—I <laughs> I was just looking at the paragraph. Um, one o. 106, 107, and um, looked at it through my lens of of where I see everything now in my own, quote-unquote, personal daily walk. And it kind of goes like this. Well, that actually goes like this. The body's purpose is to render itself unnecessary. This is the only real reason for its creation. Fantasy is a debased form of vision. Reality was lost through usurpation. Those who are waking to reality and the truth of their sonship being <clears throat> are restored and can be vehicles of unity to free the quote, slaves, end quote, caught in the dream of usurping what in reality can only be perfect. Yet the dream, hyphen fantasy, of some other possible existence means in the sonship, yet the dream... Fantasy of some other possible existence remains in the sonship referred to as quote slaves unquote to be awakened. We have been redeemed to be miracle minded, ready. Let us know this moment to moment if in chaos, if, if. If chaos seems to be around us, it is just the shaking of awakening. I am complete.
0: That was really nice, Donna. Thank you. We still have a few moments here. if anybody um, has more to share or another idea about how I can see how I can see truth instead of illusion. which is the function of the miracle.
3: (laughs) Okay, this is LeMoyne. Um, I want to point out one line here. Or, just a few lines. From the beginning of 105. Child of God. You were created to create the good, the beautiful, and the holy. Do not lose sight of it. The love of God for a little while must still be expressed through one body to another because the real vision still comes in. And uh, I want to speak of this impulse to question, you know, the good, the beautiful, and the holy when you see it in in form or you know in a group or wherever um <clears throat> is to i I think you know this is for by Micah's example of the group where everything just seems to be all 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 as one all as well well, you know if you can see the expression and physicality the the what he says there is don't lose sight of what is, you know, and if you see it in physicality, the point is not to question the physicality of, of the physical expression, but just know there's something more beyond that that's actually happening. And uh, um, don't lose sight of that uh, in, the, in the expression, the expression. in either of physical expression what is truly needed or that it's in physicality therefore it's not real um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I just consider it maybe it's just an expression of something real but the sight is so dim that you can't really see that which is beyond or behind the physical expression anyway, I'm complete right there Oh,
0: thanks, Lloyd.
8: That was great. Thank you. This is Donna. It occurs to me, living a dream continues the usurpation of God. Now, if that ain't insanity, I don't know what is. That's why Jesus said, you <laughs> gain the whole world and lose your soul, so that has a whole new meaning. From something I heard the other day about the soul,
3: I am complete.
0: No oh, thanks, yeah. uh,
3: That reminds me of the story of somebody just expressing the way they felt and losing their job. It's like, well, it's, you know, what does it profit you to lose your soul and gain a job? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm complete. <laughs>
0: yeah a job that locks you into your into your dream, nightmare dream
8: <laughs> well this is Donna. That's very timely. I have no doubt my uh my niece if she's having any doubt right now, has received that message in the highness of what you just said. I am complete.
0: thanks, Donna. well I felt um, I felt really called this morning to highlight uh, how complete forgiveness clears my mind of misperceptions yeah you know, I was for the longest time I was collecting definitions of forgiveness and, and uh, trying to put it into a contextual framework before i realized that life does that i don't have to do that that every misperception i hold if i release it uh, truth falls into its place and that forgiveness has nothing to do with uh, the world or with a circumstance or with a person or with anything that anyone ever did wrong it has everything to do with um, clearing my mind of its misadventures uh, so that I can see and participate in a way with creation that leads me to an experience of love that's always shared I didn't appreciate the fullness of truth that could arrive when I release my misperceptions and that that's all forgiveness is and so in light of miracle principles and in this section on distortion I thought it was um, I thought it was a real blessing to close this call like this from the forgiven world in the chapter on forgiveness and healing how they are the same thing can you imagine how beautiful those you forgive will look to you in no fantasy have you ever seen anything so lovely nothing you see here sleeping or waking comes near to such loveliness and nothing will you value like unto this nor hold so dear nothing that you remember that made your heart seem to sing with joy has ever brought you even a little part of the happiness this sight will bring you For you will see the Son of God. You will behold the beauty which the Holy Spirit loves to look upon and which he thanks the Father for. He was created to see this for you until you learn to see it for yourself. And all his teaching leads to seeing it and giving thanks with him. This loveliness is not a fantasy. It is the real world, bright and clean and new. With everything sparkling under the open sun, nothing is hidden here, for everything has been forgiven. And there are no fantasies to hide the truth. The bridge between that world and this is so little and so easy to cross that you could not believe it is the meeting place of worlds so different. Yet this little bridge... This little bridge of forgiveness is the strongest thing that touches on this world at all. This little step, so small it has escaped your notice, is a stride through time and eternity and beyond all ugliness and beauty that will enchant you and will never cease to cause you wonderment at its perfection. This is the greatest accomplishment in all God's plan of atonement. All else is learned, but this is given. Complete and wholly perfect. No one but him who planned salvation could complete it. Thus, the real world and its loveliness you learn to reach. Fantasies are all undone, and no one and nothing remains still bound by them. And by your own forgiveness, you are free to see. By your own forgiveness are free to see. Yet only yet what you see is only what you have made with the blessing of your forgiveness on it. And with this final blessing of God's son upon himself, God's son upon himself, the real perception, born of the new perspective he has learned, has served his purpose. This little bridge of forgiveness allowing my misperceptions to be cleared. So I'm so grateful for how we, um, you know, in the background of everything we do here every morning, in the background constantly going on all the time, is that application of forgiveness, that um, clearing of my misunderstandings that allow me to recognize you are my capital self that's going on in the background all the time behind all the words we say and all the experiences we share and that's what makes this call so holy so thank you thank you everyone um, I'm gonna say that's the end of our recording call today and just because we end the recording doesn't mean we don't stand the line so um, here begins the F.